This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's Friday, August 19th. The city of Atlanta is creating an Office of International and Immigrant Affairs to bolster the city's programs and policies supporting immigrant Atlantans, among other initiatives. On Monday, the Atlanta City Council passed an ordinance to create the standalone office by merging Atlanta's Office of International Affairs with the Immigrant Affairs Division that was previously positioned in the Mayor's Office of Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion. Atlanta Mayor Andre Dickens said he established the new executive office to reinforce the city's commitment to developing and fostering relationships to position the city as a global hub for commerce, innovation, culture, and diplomacy. With the new office, current International Affairs Director Vanessa Ibarra will be placed in a cabinet-level position. In addition to focusing on international affairs, the office will also connect the city's departments with its counterparts nationally and internationally to address local issues and exchange best practices. Meanwhile, the Georgia economy added 12,500 jobs in July, cutting the unemployment rate to yet another record low. July's jobs tally was the weakest monthly expansion in 10 months. It was historically strong for the middle of the summer when schools are typically closed, some factories are shuttered, and many executives are on vacation. The average job growth for a pre-pandemic July was 1,700. The national unemployment rate in July was 3.5%. Last week, the Georgia Department of Labor received 5,829 filings for unemployment insurance. That was lower than the previous two months, although it was modestly higher than the number of filings in the spring. The labor market remains relatively tight, with thousands of openings going unfilled and many companies struggling to find what they need to meet customer demand. Up next, Georgia's Republican nominee for lieutenant governor is the only candidate at the top of his party's ticket to say he would support amending the state's constitution to allow same-sex marriage. Burt Jones, a state senator from Jackson, told Axios this week that he has always supported Georgians being with who you want to love. His campaign did not respond to multiple requests for comment from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. LGBTQ rights groups in Georgia and across the country have expressed concern that same-sex marriage could be targeted after the U.S. Supreme Court earlier this year overturned Roe v. Wade, which established a constitutional right to abortion. LGBTQ groups say they worry the possibility that the right to marriage established by the 2015 U.S. Supreme Court decision in Obergefell v. Hodges could also be overturned and sent to the states to govern, which would potentially outlaw the unions in Georgia. Asked whether he would support repealing the language in the state constitution, Jones told Axios he would, if we needed to. And a South Korean company that recycles metals and battery components plans to build its first U.S. facility in North Georgia, another addition to the state's burgeoning electric vehicle sector. Sung Il High Tech Co. will build a $37 million recycling center in Stevens County where it will recycle lithium-ion batteries and battery manufacturing scrap material. The company plans to hire 104 people for the future recycling center, which is expected to begin operations in early 2024. EVs make up a tiny percentage of vehicles on American roads, but automakers and the federal government are investing hundreds of billions of dollars, collectively, to promote electric vehicle manufacturing. President Joe Biden has signed a bipartisan infrastructure bill and the Democrats' climate and health care bill that includes funding to expand EV manufacturing and supply chain, charging, and tax credits to buy the vehicles. Georgia has aggressively courted electric vehicle makers and their suppliers to help ensure the state is an EV manufacturing hub. Spoken Layer